Hello, and welcome to Sense of Responsibility. I'm Alec Lindenauer, a certified financial planning professional, husband, and chief allowance officer to two daughters. I'm also the creator of the Sense of Responsibility tools and how-to instruction parents need to raise their children into financially literate, money-savvy adults, even if they don't know much about finance themselves. I'm Julie Franz, a chef entrepreneur at heart, wife and mother of two middle school children. I also curate the Sense of Responsibility community so parents have a forum to ask questions, share success stories, and discuss their journeys. As a financial newbie myself, I'm also cultivating our group support system to help carve out my own family's path toward financial literacy. All right, well, welcome everybody to today's Sense of Responsibility podcast. It's nice to be with everybody again, and especially, of course, with you, Julie. Nice to be with you. And with you. I just want to remind everyone before we start, it is most helpful to hit the little subscribe button, no matter what service you're using, whether it's Spotify or Google Play or whatever the Google thing is called, <laughs> or, or through Apple. Uh, but it's most helpful with the algorithm and all of that stuff. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe. So on tap for today, what we're going to talk about, very much looking forward to it. We're going to look at some Facebook comments and questions and things that have come up uh, on Facebook, some from perhaps a sense of responsibility parents, some from strangers. We'll take a look. I know, Julie, you have a little grab bag of interesting items to, to bring up there. And then we're going to also talk about a new challenge that we're putting out to parents. And then lastly, Julie, looking forward to hearing about this new win that you have, again, seven, eight months into core for you into your core journey as we record this. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, good to be here with you as well, Alec. Um, you know, I love Facebook, so I'm super <laughs> excited to dive into Facebook. I send sarcasm. I don't even know how to find the comments sometimes, <laughs> but it's a good thing you share everything there with me. Um, but yeah, we, we've definitely gotten some good commentary for sure, some good dialogue in there. So, um, so that's a good win. Anytime people are talking about kids and money, we like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we know that uh, with any parenting, right, there's a lot of opinions. Some some people are very opinionated and they come to this, especially when it, you mix parenting and money with a lot of preconceived notions. So I'm looking forward to hearing what people are saying. I mean, I know I've read a lot of them, but I'm looking forward to seeing what you have. Opinions can definitely be amplified when you throw parenting with yes. money. Yeah. And Facebook also, I mean, people just kind of let loose on Facebook, don't they? So even, you know, perfect strangers will get right in there and tell you exactly what they think um, without any reservations. So it's an interesting place full of opinions, lots of dialogue, some good, some bad. But I mean, that's what we're here for, right? Is to really dig in and talk about hard stuff. So yeah, let's let's dive into some of these opinions, All right. Alec. Let it rip. All right. So just to be clear, these are not core parents. These are not parents that have taken our course. They haven't really learned the roadmap. So they are coming to us just kind of getting snippets here and there and and they're sharing their opinions. So so one parent said, saving isn't a meaningful lesson for kids until they have some goals of their own and can really internalize it. Investing is the same. You can do it and even make them do it, but until they have an interest, they are likely to just go through the motions. It's best to teach these things in context. For example, showing progress on their college fund. Hmm. So, 
Okay. Share with us your thoughts on that, Alec. Well, the first thing that I would say is she had me right up until the end. I think there was a lot of good stuff there. And uh, I don't know about the end part, so I'll kind of break that down a little bit. But one of the most important tenets, I think, of the whole sense of responsibility philosophy and, you know, look, I've been doing this a long time with my kids, of course. They're now in ninth grade and in seventh grade. So I've been doing it with them for a very long time, and I've been a certified financial planning practitioner for a long time. But despite that, I don't have all the answers for everyone. I have a lot of the answers for my own family. The key tenant more than anything else is that people have a strategy, meaning they have to be strategic um, and they have to be consistent with it. So if somebody comes along and they find some of our resources and they're like, hey, that's helpful, but I'm not going to do this, I'm going to do that, and they're very consistent with it and they design a good strategy, then that's great. So I think that's the most important thing that that I would say. But uh, beyond that, what I would say, she is correct in that saving, investing, that's like anything else. We learn better as humans by doing and having an interest in, in something, uh, by having your, your own skin in the game, if you will. I mean, I think a perfect example of that isn't necessarily money. It's when, Julie, when you taught your kids to ride a bike, let me guess you didn't give them a manual and say, here, read this and I'll see you outside. Is that a fair assumption? No. <laughs> like you, there was a lot of sweat and sprinting in Miami summer heat. <laughs> what about when they learned no to manual. swim? No <laughs> I would imagine the same thing. Nope. We were right there. Yep. Okay. Right there with them getting splashed in the face. Okay. So- same thing with this. You're not going to just hand somebody a manual or you're also, this is where she lost me in terms of, oh, let me just show you the growth in your college funds. Like, no, that's not going to engage anybody of any age at all. It is just not going to engage. In fact, the majority of people who come into my office, whether they be clients, prospective clients, just people who are looking to talk about their money situation, they don't generally have a background in finance because they haven't practiced it, right? So we need to give them a platform. We need to give our kids a platform to practice spending, to practice saving, investing, donating, if we want them to be good at it. So waiting until they can understand what is in a college savings account to then explain, hey, this is what is happening here. No, that's, I, I definitely disagree with that part of it. Um, like I said, if, you know, if this is something where they created a strategy and then that was part of it, maybe I could get behind it, but that's something that I would have an issue with. But I definitely agree that you need to bring people along in a way that they're very engaged and they are part of the process. And that's what the sense of responsibility philosophy does. And that's what parents need to do in general when they're creating a strategy. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, you've always said kids should have goals, right? And it should be a specific goal with saving that's been something that we've been working on in our house is really identifying what is that goal that they're saving for. My kids don't always know what it is, right? But they're they're saving. And then suddenly they'll realize what that thing is. I mean, for Cassidy, her last item was a pair of Nike blazers. I'm not going to buy those for her. I can't remember how much they were, but well over $100. You know, and she saved for them and she bought that. And John was saving up for an Xbox, which he's recently decided he didn't want to spend that saved money on because it, he realized it wasn't worth it to him. But going back to that idea of like them having an idea and a goal in their mind and knowing they're saving for something bigger, that is very much putting it in context that exactly. they can understand. Exactly. Exactly. 
And when they want a big ticket item, you know, this the spend is one thing. I mean, they want a boba, they want a Starbucks, they want a skirt, a shirt, whatever. And you can say you could spend your spend money on that. But what if it is a bigger ticket item? It's a $350 Xbox. That you have to be able to say, you can also get that. I'm not going to get it for you, but you have to save for it. So I feel like it's really important from the time they're six years old to start contextualizing that in their real life of being able to save for those higher ticket items. So I completely I'm agree. really, I'm with you on this. I, and I would yeah. add to that also, I mean, look, finance is very comfortable for me, right? Obviously. And it's new for you. If I said to you, listen, this is how you're going to introduce investing to your child. You're going to show them your their college investment fund. I would imagine that's going to be pretty daunting, right? As opposed to yeah. me saying, okay, listen, you know, start when they're with their piggy bank and change. And, you know, when they have their investment slot, you know, contribute to that, match their donation or add an X percent. And so that they understand the value of compounding. That's less intimidating, not just for the child, but it's less intimidating for the parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with your methodology, they're actually feeling that money compounding. You, you set it up in a really great way, which I must admit, even I did not understand because I am so new at money. <laughs> but um, but once I understood how that interest in compounding works to to really get them engaged, it just makes so much sense. They feel it. They understand it. They're able to, to really use that yep. money. Exactly. Agreed. All right. Let's hear number two. Okay. Number two, allowances are earned because it teaches them that we have to put in effort to gain what we want in life instead of it being handed to us. Then once it's earned comes the lessons on responsibly managing your money. All right. So this goes to the heart of the, do we give allowance unconditionally or conditionally, right? And by that, I mean, conditional can be by grades, by chores, some event, something has to happen in order for them to get paid, right? They have to earn it, if you will. As opposed to actually what I've elected to do in my house from when my kids were very young, unconditional. They get allowance and they get interest no matter what, as long as we all remember and we all focus and sit down and actually do it. And then there are other people who do a hybrid of of those two approaches. I'm not going to say that this person is completely wrong. They are doing something different from what I am doing. But I think what you really have to remember, and I know I like the way that you put this very often, Julie, is remember the why. What is the point? Why are you trying to teach your child about money? What is it the, the lesson that you're after? What I think what you, what you said, so correct me if I'm wrong, was we have to put an effort to gain what we want in life, right? So if that is the lesson that she's trying mm-hmm. to teach her child by giving allowance, then I would say she is on the right path. That is not the lesson I am trying to teach my children when I give them money. I am trying to teach them that they need to be mindful spenders. They need to understand investing because it's an important part of their future. They need to understand that that giving is an important thing, right? So that's, And saving, right? They need to understand saving and they need to practice it and get good at it. That's the reason that I am giving them allowance and I've created this whole system for them. I felt like when they were very young that if I missed an allowance day, I was robbing them of the opportunity to learn at that particular time. That particular allowance day that we missed was a missed opportunity. So for me, that wouldn't make sense. That didn't work. However, I do make it mandatory. They have to do certain things. They have to empty the dishwasher. They have to clean their rooms. I mean, they have things that they have to do. I just didn't tie them to 
money. I didn't tie them to allowance or interest on their investment bucket. I tied it to other things. Screen time. Screen time is very valuable to them. That's what I did in my house. And it goes back to, again, that unconditional versus conditional and why. What is it you're really trying to accomplish? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Alec. I don't want my kids to ever say, I'm not going to empty the dishwasher because I don't really need that money. or I'm not going to get a good grade in that class. It's not worth it to me for that money. I think that you know we set up in our house expectations of what needs to be done and whose chores are what. And and when I ask for you to do something, yeah, you just you do have it, to be a good right? citizen. I'm the mom, this is our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how we contribute. But I think you know going back to the why for me is really I want my kids to understand the value of a dollar. I want them to understand how hard it is to make money, right? So if we're doing allowance and Cassidy's 11, so she's getting 11 a week, translates roughly to 44 a month. And that's not that much money. $44 in a month is not that much money. And so she's learning scarcity and all of that. When she gets a job, which she has now, walking a dog, and she's now getting $40 a week for that job, she suddenly has some point of comparison of like, what that $40 means. And yeah, she has to walk that dog eight times in a week and it is hard and she doesn't always want to do it. But is it worth it to her? And you know, she can say, no, I quit this job, which I'm not going to encourage. I'm going to discourage that heavily. But you know, at least then I know that she's making a decision based on a little bit deeper of an understanding of what work goes into what kind of money, right? Yeah, I think I think going back to the why is always going to be everybody's first, you know, resource in figuring out what their what their house rules are, what their methods are for their kids and how they keep them on yeah, track. Agreed. So just to reiterate for everybody, so right now you are purely unconditional, right? Because it's the same purpose. You want them to understand the value of a dollar and to practice being good spenders and savers and all of those things. So you're not employing any conditions right now, correct? Okay, not well, yes and no. I do offer bonuses. Cassidy sometimes will spend all her money, frequently spends all her money, and then comes to me midway through the month and says, I need to make some more money. Are there any things that I could do for you? I may have eight loads of laundry that I need to fold and I don't have time to do it. And it's worth it for me to offer her 10 bucks mm-hmm. to do that or something. So it's like, what's it worth to me also? But there are opportunities to do extra things, but I'm not going to pay them to walk the dog, empty the dishwasher, take the garbage out, those kinds of things. I do think Cassidy is extremely money motivated and she does not love school. So if, you know, if that is an incentive for her that we can figure out some kind of bonus structure for grades, I'm not opposed to it, but we haven't done it that yet. It sounds like yet. you're you're striking a nice balance of the hybrid approach like I was saying. You know that no matter what, even mm-hmm. if she said, I'm not doing the laundry, I don't want to help with that particular task, even though she's done all of her mandatory chores, if you will, and she's getting the right grades, you still have an opportunity to teach, meeting your why, but then there's also the bonus so that they can maybe do the th- the, all of the things they want to do as opposed to before they could only do very li- few of them by the by the unconditional money. So right. you're balancing them. Right. Right. And my kids are also hustlers. Both of them currently have other streams of income beside allowance. And, you know, I do what I can to support them in that. So Cassidy wanted to walk dogs. So we now have a account on Rover and we can take jobs and she'll be the one walking them and I'll be there. But, you know, if she, if she needs 
some support in getting those things set up or in her bead business, getting set up on Etsy. You know, I'm I'm definitely always really encouraging them and and driving them if I can help them get somewhere that has to do with that. So, you know, yes, I give them other opportunities to make money, but I really, really push them in the direction of making their own money Excellent. also. So lots of lots Excellent. of options. All right. So Alec, let's um switch gears. I did want to talk about our allowance challenge that we have coming up because uh, allowance is awesome, Alec, (laughs) and I can't wait to see more and more people doing it with some more deliberate strategy. So what do we have planned? What's coming up? Well, at the time of recording, we're just about there. So by the time this airs, we'll be up and running with the allowance challenge, which I, I too am very much looking forward to. So as it is now, again, at the time of recording, Um, The free resources that we have available, we have, of course, our blog on the website, we have social media, but that really goes back to the blog itself. We have this podcast, of course. And if you go to our homepage, uh, there's a pop-up that comes up so that you can get five starter tips by video to get somebody going along and saying, hey, if you're thinking about starting an allowance routine, here are five tips to get you going. So the analogy that I would give is if somebody had said to me, you know, hey, I'm interested in going to Disney World. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. So all you have to do is just get on the turnpike. There's some signs and you, you can't miss it, right? That's kind of the, the, the basics, if you will. Yeah, you can get to Disney World that way. The course that we have now, which is the starting your child on the money savvy path, $200. It is like buying a GPS unit. It says, okay, you are leaving here, you're going out of your driveway, you're making a left, you go down at the stop sign, make a right, the traffic light, this, that, get on this highway, then at this exit, and all the way to your nice little parking spot right in front of the Magic Kingdom. And it tells you about road (laughs) obstacles too, right, Alec? That's That's the best part about a GPS these days is it'll tell you when there's a broken down car, when there's a cop, all the things to watch out for. So it's not even just a road map. It will reroute you as needed. That is exactly right. It's got everything. But there are some people who might not be quite ready for the GPS and they need a little kick in the butt, right? They need some motivation to get them going. So that's what the allowance challenge does. So we have, as many people know, when they get our various emails, the first Sunday of every month, that is our community core day. Why core day? Because it is not just an allowance day. It's you're working on your spend, the invest, the donate, all of that. It is the core of your entire effort to teach your child about money. So that first Sunday of every month, we want to get people going on on that day. So the five-day challenge, it starts just before that. And each day for five days, it gives them a task. Okay, you're going to get ready on this day by doing X. This day is doing Y. So it's if we go back to that Disney example, it's great. So are you thinking, here's why Epcot might be a little bit better. Here's Magic Kingdom. Okay, if you want to go to Magic Kingdom, I'm going to write down some directions for you. So it's not quite going to reroute you. It's not quite going to hold your hand and tell you exactly your estimated time of arrival and all of that. But it's sort of a middle ground between you know, the five starter tip video and the full GPS style courses. So I'm excited. I hope people really get into it. And we're looking forward to getting it out there. Yes, I think it is a great starting point for many parents. Um, and I I do think that we're, you know, we're really aiming to take a lot of that thinking out of it. I know everybody's overwhelmed and busy and, you know, the last thing we want is another, you know, thing to think about and figure out. And so this five-day challenge, it's going to be just like, this is what you do. Get on track. Let's let's make it happen. So it'll be yeah. great for a so lot of parents. So anybody who's interested, it's in the show notes. Yes. There'll be a link to it. So 
just uh, check it out from there. We, there's so much research out there about just making a small commitment. If you make a small commitment, you wind up getting doing the work, if you will. So it's a nominal amount of money just because we want people to commit to the process and saying, hey, I'm going to do it. I want to give my kids allowance. I want to be a part of the community core day. So Awesome. I can't wait. All right. All right. What's, What's next, next is you. You're next. Uh, tell me, I know you had a big win on our last podcast, actually. We talked about questions that came in, wins and challenges, and you had another win already. So tell us about your win. Right. I know. I was telling you last week about how Cassidy had gotten a job, and then John got a job Amazing. also. Um, he is 13. And he is great with younger kids. He was working with a kid uh, who was about six that was that had some disabilities when we were in Miami, and that was kind of his volunteer work that he was doing. But he created a really special relationship with this six-year-old boy a couple years ago. And so when this opportunity came up here for him to actually be like a manny or mentor to a six-year-old boy, this six-year-old boy is very active and, you know, very high functioning. And his parents just need somebody to wear him out. They just want someone who's responsible, a teenager, you know, that can really develop a relationship with a young child, but also that has a lot of energy themselves, which you know, John think of does. a better candidate. So right off the bat, it was an inc- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an incredible connection from the beginning. The kid and the dad love biking, so they really had that connection and they do trampolining and treehouse climbing and everything. I mean, they're really suited for each other. So John is making wow. $12 an hour and he's spending probably 4 to 5 hours a week with this kiddo and he really enjoys it. You know, I think the money is is one thing. He really like I said understands what that money is. 40 or 60 dollars a week is a lot of money for his age. But he also is understanding the commitment. You know, I said I said it's easy and fun cuz you like the kid, but what about when you're invited to do something with your own friends that you really want to do but you've committed to this and this is your job? That's where the hard part is going to come in for you. And so we're we're talking through some of those things and and just talking through the the other facts about having a job that aren't just about the cash in yeah. hand at the end of the week. So it's really a great learning experience so far. He got paid $60 cash yesterday. Um, he owed me 40 of it because he'd already okay. pre-spent some of the money on a Minecraft game. But he was really responsible about it. He took it. He appreciated it. He handed me the money he owed me. He put the 20 in his wallet for a souvenir on our trip next week. And it was just, it was very, it was really great. It was a huge win. Excellent. I'm really excited Congratulations for him. to both of you. Well, all four of you, the whole family. What is Thank the plan yeah. for next week <laughs> when he gets another $60? Well, you'll be away. So the following week, um, what's the plan for the, when he gets the windfall? Yeah, he does know that we're going to follow the core methodology and that that'll kind of roll into that plan of save, invest, donate, and spend. But I do feel that he's really recognizing the expensive things in his life that he likes to have money for. He has a lot of unexpected expenses right now. He did a stupid trick on his mountain bike and ruined his wheel, and he now needs to come up with the money for a $200 wheel. So that is kind of where he's realizing that save money is really important for those things. And so I think a lot of this earned money will end up flowing into that save since he doesn't have as many of those little spend needs the way his sister does. So when we were talking about a challenge that you were having, it was that over the course of several months now, John is reaching a point where he's just sort of resisting 
the chore, the work of actually sitting down and allocating to the buckets and actually having that core day. He likes getting the money. He likes spending the money. He likes all the things associated, but he just doesn't want to sit down and do it exactly. So do you think this will change that at all? I'm hoping that we that he can be really independent with when he gets his paycheck, actually dividing into his buckets without me having to helicopter. I'll, you know, I'll check in and see what's going where and stuff like that. But I think we'll still continue with core day the way that we are um, with allowance. But the rest, every week, I don't, I don't think we need to like sit no, down and do that process. Yeah. So I hope that him being, yeah, him being able to be kind of independent with those decisions also reminds him that there is also like a specific strategy about core day. And that's, that's the learning you know, educational piece to all of this. So he knows what to do. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll check in after the next core day. And one of the things that you can try as far as the strategy goes is I'm sure he's going to want some of that money to go directly into spend, you know, he gets a paycheck. If it's $60, he's going to want whether it's $10 or $20, but the rest of it, you can save into a separate kitty, almost like a fifth bucket. So I've done this with my kids when they get, you know, birthday money or whatever mm -hmm. it is. So it stays in this one kitty because we know that come our core day at in the beginning of the month, we know that we're not just divvying up their allowance and their interest, but okay, what was the money that was accumulated from other sources? When they were young, it was the tooth fairy money and then it was, you know, birthday money. And so hopefully my kids, I'll, hopefully I'll be able to report a win here pretty soon, you know, that they have a job. Um, and when they do, that's the strategy that I'm planning to employ for them as well. So that they, we know that there's this kitty that gets divvied. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. For this this first one, I was happy for him to just Absolutely. take that 20 and pop it in his wallet and feel, yeah. you know, yeah, you should really feel that it's not just it. A, it wasn't just a win for so. you. He, he gets to celebrate the win for himself, for sure. And you get to be paid back. So really, everybody won. Mm -hmm. We all won. Yep. Yep. Alec, I uh, I know that, you know, we've talked about my wins a lot lately and we've talked about your kids' learning experiences. I loved this story last week about the claw, one of my faves. You know, I really want to start hearing from more parents. So um, all of you listeners, please, um, we are dying to hear your wins, your challenges, your questions. You know, where are you having your stumbling blocks? Where are you uh, you know, needing our support. We are here for you. Um, and we just, we want to hear all about it. The the good, the bad, the hard, the easy, the fun, the wins, everything. So please, please share that stuff with us either through Facebook, Instagram, email us, um, however you can get the message to us. We are here and hungry for that. I'm happy to also report that our upcoming podcast, we're going to have for the very first time some core parents with us. They're going to tell us all the things that they're learning, what their kids are learning, what's going well, the challenges. So we're going to get some very good guest time coming up. So looking forward to that. And also want to remind everybody listening on the podcast that if you use the coupon code CORPOD15, C-O-R-P-O-D-1-5, you get a 15% discount on that flagship course that I was talking about. And that's good through at least the end of the year. So I think those are all of our announcements. We just thank everybody for joining. Thank you guys so much for joining. Let's keep Absolutely. teaching sensibly.